<laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. And you know I got my co-host. You know what it is. The... Ooh. Oh. Ah. Water, man. Drink more of it, man. It's the lifeblood of existence. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Oh. Oh. Ah. Y'all ever notice how everybody drinks water? You know what I'm saying? Y'all ever notice that? That lets you know the power of water. Everybody eats it. From a roach, llama, alpaca, cat, dog, mouse, water bug, butterfly, housefly, praying mantis, plants. You know what I mean? They be drinking water out here, man. That lets you know how valuable it is. Not everybody out here eating Nutri-Grain bars and drinking beer. You know what I'm saying? I mean, a roach might... A roach might drink some some beer. It might it might take down a Bud Light, but ultimately they don't need it. They just kind of you know dabbling, if you will. You know what I mean? Drink more water, y'all. How much water did y'all drink yesterday? I'm asking my patrons in here. I got my my bakery crew in here with me in the chat, so I'll be talking to them throughout the podcast. How much water did y'all drink? Shout out to Candy Cami Maria. Marie, Nana Peace, Larita, Jay Essence Journey, Alicia. So, Larita had four bottles. Afro Geeks had 80 ounces. Yeah, that's great, uh, Afro. Nine cups for Ernestine. Marie had 2.5 liters. What's up, Snow White? Jerome had a little under a gallon. Jerome had only one liter. Alicia had two bottles. I need more. Close to a gallon for uh, the math whiz. The math whiz almost didn't read your name correctly. Let me tell you something about math. Math is trash. You hate math too, Cam? It was just so boring. Cam just feels like math was just too boring. Cam said the only classes he had F's in was math. That lets you know. He got a personal vendetta with math. No, nah, man, it wasn't you, Cam. It, it was the math. No, I mean math is dumb. Math is dumb. Trigonometry. Like we gonna be out here drawing angles and stuff in regular life. When was the last time you needed a protractor or a compass in your day to day? See. Senior year high school final exam. Ain't nobody pulling out no protractor. I hated that thing because I never knew what to do with it. It ruined my life. I had it as part of the school supplies, but I never knew how to use it, why it mattered. I hated every minute of it. I wish math was a real person that I could sock out on sight. I'd be talking to somebody. I'd be talking to Cam. I was like, yeah, so I was telling the guy, right? Wait, is that is that algebra over there? Wait, hold, hold my shit, man. Hold my shit, man. I'm walking out. I'm taking my shirt off and pulling up on algebra. Tough. We're going to have a conversation. Geometry getting stole on. I ain't got no beef with addition, multiplication, 
division, subtraction. I'm cool with those cats in the in the math family. Everybody, fractions, fractions is getting bombed on sight. I don't care if fractions is out here with his family. Fractions could be having the baby in the baby stroller. I'm pulling up and socking fractions in the face in the crosswalk. Fractions ruined my life, ruined my confidence, ruined my GPA, and they force it on you. Oh, you're going to take some math. Oh, you got a major that has nothing to do with math? You still going to take this math. Give us the basic math. Give us the basic math that, that applies to our money, like percentages and like, you know, Multiplication, division, the percentage of this, and you know that that comes in handy. That's the math I do. All right, so they're gonna take thirty percent off the top. That's that's important. Yeah, for the taxes, all of that, but all the rest of that other shit, the the coefficient and the and the x in the parentheses and minus. Come on, man. Why parentheses here? The formulas and the quadratic equations, man. Look out. Nobody asking for all that, man. Sick of math. But I get it. Like, those who get math, they get it. They ain't got to worry about nobody's feelings. They just know the formulas. And they really are geniuses with the numbers. I commend you. I commend you. But everybody else, the square root, man, who cares? Square root these nuts. How about that? Pie my sack. How about that? Sick of it, man. Math. The Pythagorean theorem or whatever, I don't even know how to say that mess. Come on, man, stall this out, man. I remember I took physics, man. I was destroyed. Physics destroyed you, boy. The other practical side of physics is fun. Yes. I, I, I respect physics on the practical side, stuff moving forward and this and that. But once they like, but the math, I'm like, oh, chemistry, you needed math. I was like, man, these classes destroyed my life. I just, I can't stress that enough, man. Um, hope everybody had a good week. The little Nas X fervor is blown over. You know, his song debuted at number one, no surprise. So he wins. No matter how you feel, he wins. Everybody was talking about it. Everybody had eyeballs on it. Everybody wanted to take a peek and listen to it. And now his song is debuted at the top of the charts. And, you know, him him uh, giving the devil a lap dance. Got everybody's eyeballs on, on the video. You know, and... Uh, Musicians that have been pushing the envelope and, you know, and I get it. A lot of people are scared that we're losing our faith and we're just out here just like, you know. But that's not the case, you know. And it's not being so swayed by artists anyway. Don't let, don't let them have so much power over your life that. Exactly. Right. Like, I don't care what a, what an artist puts out. It's not shaking my faith. I believe in God. I believe in God, but I'm not so sold on religions. Like, religion is not my strong suit. I'm not that into it. I don't, I don't fully trust religion. I know a lot of people have died in the name of religion. And, you know, 
it's too many human hands and mortal and human hands involved in the text that we read that we quote as scripture. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's hard for me to trust that. You know what I mean? The King James version. Like, what? Do you, why? Why King James got a version in this? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to know King James version. I don't know King James. Who is King James? Who King James? To me, in my day to day, who King James? What did King James got to do with me, King James? You know what I mean? So, for me, my my connection to God is more of a it's a personal one. Like, I don't need to go to church and have the pastor saying this and that. And also within that, putting the, the pastor up on a pedestal and then, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it, it's just a personal relationship with God for me. I fully believe that there's a higher power out there that, that has created us and, you know, has given the spark of life. And, you know, and, and, and that God also made everything make sense makes sense in a scientific standpoint. But I fully believe, I say grace, I say prayers, and I feel like a big part of a big part of what God is to me is energy. I feel like the energy you put forth is going to come back to you. I fully believe that and I've experienced it. That's my faith. Like, you know, I feel like the energy you put out is going to come back to you in, in some shape or form. And I feel like that that flow, that essence is is a part of God's energy. And uh, so that's why I stand. So when I see, you know, demonic stuff and and devil stuff, um, that's not my particular energy out here. That's not, you know, something I rock with personally. But I can see it taken in and not hold on to it. It's just like, yeah, you know, I'm sweet. I'm this and that. I can I can watch a movie about demons and angels and be like man that demonic stuff man you know i don't i wouldn't want to go to sleep to it i wouldn't want to stay in a hotel that's got a pentagram underneath the bed but you know i don't i don't put too much weight in it but man god though shoot yeah i'm, I'm all in but i wouldn't call myself like a christian or a muslim or anything like that but i respect certain aspects of many religions you know what I mean? Because I, I feel like they all have a similar theme of a higher power, and that we're not just out here. And I, you know, I, you know, we all want to know what's next after we perish from from this life. We all want to know what's next. We all want to know, like, you know, what's beyond death, and that's the greatest question. Like, because we're all gonna die. It's coming. It's pulling up. It's inevitable. You know what I'm saying? It's coming. I think about that a lot. I'd be like, man, one day. I'm going to be out of here. What's it going to feel like? It's going to feel like I fell asleep. And what's going to happen after that? Will I just cease to exist? And what does that feel like? When you cease to exist, what does that feel like? Not having any more memories of this whole life that I've lived all these years, all of that, is just, it just disappears. It's like, man, I can't imagine that. But then there's nothing to imagine if you don't exist. There is no imagination. It's just gone. And that that's something I really can't fathom. I can't fathom having a consciousness. You know what I mean? So it's just like, man. And I'm not really scared to die. I'm not really scared to die, but I, I wonder, like, man, what's beyond this? Like, I'm super, like, 
what's behind it. Because ain't no point of being scared to die. I don't want to die horribly or like today. <laughs> but like, you know, a true fear of death, I don't want to have that fear because then I'll be scared the rest of my life. I'd be scared the rest of my life if I was scared of death, man. Because <laughs> you you can't stop being scared until you die. Unless you change your mindset and just be like, it's coming. It's coming. The great sleep is coming. You know what I mean? So something to think about. I want to live a nice, robust life. To my uh to my bakery crew, how old do y'all want to be? What's the what's the age cap y'all want? I'm asking them this. You can answer as well in the comment section when you're listening to the podcast. What age do you want to get to before you tap out? Slarita says 60. LD Scott says 89. Hanaj says 90 and healthy. Chloe Franklin just walked in. Tanisha wants to be 120. Tyrone wants to be 103. Sean Ville wants to be 80. Latoya wants to be 90. Alicia close to 100. Crystal 80, Andrea 150. Y'all, y'all really want to live out here. Living my Jeff life, 70. Bree Jones, 95. Kelvin Davis, 92. I don't know, man. I don't know what my number would be. I think anything past 80 is a good run. Uh as long as I'm healthy and still vibrant and mobile. I can keep going. Like, if I can still be walking around and doing things on my own at 90, I'll take the 90. I'll take the 90s. You know what I mean? If I can still be. I just don't want to be to the point where I can't do nothing on my own. I'm propped up somewhere. I got to be fed. I got to be wiped. I don't know if I want to get to that. But if I can still move and, and you know, be robust and, and out here, shoot, you know. Give me the 115 if I could be walking around in the community still drinking water. Give me the 115. I'll be that old. Great, great grandbabies out here. You know what I'm saying? That's that's my great, great granddad. And I'll be walking up, look at who you came to see. Oh, old. Voice old. You know what I'm saying? Give me that. I was watching, uh, we had the big verses this weekend with Earth, Wind, and Fire versus uh, the Isley Brothers. Let me tell you something. So far, pound for pound, musically, pound for pound, musically, musical catalog and impact. That versus was the best one so far, musically. And what I mean by just musically, like, to me, my my personal, my personal favorite was Ghost and Ray. Because that... Wu-Tang Clan is me. Like, Wu-Tang Clan connected to my soul in a big way. So when when uh, when Ghost and Ray battled, that was, that was my soul. That was, you know, I was connected to all those joints and just them as a whole. But when it comes to the music, when it comes to the music, the, the, all, all the artists that have sampled from Earth, Wind & Fire and the Isley Brothers, when you hear the music that all those samples came from, and it's just like, wow. And they kept going. They did 25 tracks apiece. And I felt like they had more that they could have played. And we'd still been like, yo, this song too? They were easily like the catalog. That catalog, crazy. Steve Harvey, 
I didn't like the way Steve Harvey hosted it. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't like the way he hosted it. Um, I thought having a host was a nice touch. I just I just don't feel like he really prompted the the artist to 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 talk more. I feel like he was definitely one sided as well. He'd be getting all hype about Earth, Wind, and Fire, but be real cool with the Isley Brother tracks. Like he'd be getting up and flipping tables over and throwing ice buckets for Earth, Wind, and Fire. But then the Isley Brothers, he was just cool. You know what I'm saying? I didn't like that. I didn't. Like, I mean, if you prefer Earth, Wind, and Fire, that's cool. But if you're gonna if you're gonna host, you got to be more middle ground. As to just a better energy in the room, you know what I mean? Like, you know, if I let's say, let's say I host a versus Wu Tang Clan, and we'll say Three Six Mafia. I'm clearly a bigger Wu Tang Clan fan. But if I was hosting that battle, I would just be playing it cool. I'd be like, yeah, all right, you know, I wouldn't be all. Uh, flipping tables over for incarcerated Scarfaces and Triumph, and then when uh, Tear the Club Up come on, I ain't just going to be sitting there playing it cool. I got to, you know what I'm saying? So as a host, you got to put your bias aside and just be a good host, middle of the road. You're there for both groups. Um, another thing, I, I just didn't like how he didn't, pro he didn't prompt, you know, stories from these artists. These are legendary artists in music. They got stories, Steve. They got story trust. They have stories that we've never heard that we would love to hear. They got stories about the studio and the songwriting and how they came up with this song and that song and concert stories, whatever. We didn't get none of these stories from them because Steve was talking about, man, man, when I was in high school or when I came to your concert, I had a buckskin this, that, and the third. I had on hard bottoms. That's great, Steve. But I would rather know what Atlantis, what made you come up with that song? Why was that the title? How'd you come up with that sound? You know what I'm saying? When you go in there and you make this masterpiece, how do you approach the guitar riffs? And this, that, that's, that's what I want to hear. Earth, Wind, and Fire, like, you know, September, you know, do you ever get tired of playing this song live? Do you, is this your favorite Earth, Wind & Fire song, personally? Like, I want to know the personal favorites of the artists. I want to know why this song, because, you know, you always hear stories about, you know, musicians will be like, I hate this album. We'd be like, but it's, it's Thriller, man. It's the best-selling album of all time. I hated this album because when I was recording it, it was a dark period in my life. I never listened to this album. You'd be like, oh, What? But to us, it sell it sold forty million copies. Nah, man. Like when I do the concert, I kind of avoid this album. I was reading, uh, I was reading about Red Man because I would love to host the verses between Method Man and Red Man. That's gonna be the four twenty battle. I would love to host that. I'd be like, yo, let me host that thing. And then, you know, so I was reading up on Red Man. And he said that he doesn't really perform songs from There's the Dark Side because during that album, he was lost. He was doing a lot of drugs then. That was just a dark time in his life. So he kind of avoids that album. And I'm like, man, that's my favorite Red Man album. 
But just that kind of stuff is like dope for the audience to connect with and hear and just experience. Like, yo, I never would have thought. You know, because I that's my favorite Red Man album. Like, There's a Dark Side is my There's a Dark Side and probably Muddy Waters a close second. But man, that but I would have never known that. And Steve would have never known that about the, you know, Steve mentioned, you know, Asley Brothers having 27, 25 albums, platinum, 25, 27 platinum albums. But how was they feeling when they was making the album? What's their favorite album? You know what I mean? Like, all of this could have been dope to hear and experience. So that was my biggest issue with the verses. And I noticed when they came back from the halftime, they were just getting straight to the songs. They were moving at a faster pace. So they probably told Steve behind the cameras, like, hey, Steve, you could just hush up a little bit. If you could dial it back so we can get. Because that, that versus was three hours, y'all. It was over three hours. I was in there the whole time. I was like, man, I had a full beard that didn't connect. I had the James Evans growth. I was like, man, dog, I was in there too long. I, I had plans. I had plans, y'all. And I get it, like, you know, Steve Harvey was a great pick. Steve Harvey was a great pick to host the verses, given his his propensity for, you know, old school music like that, right up his alley, right? But in the execution, I feel like I had some notes. I had some notes for him, and I feel like he could have touched up the hosting gig a little bit more. That's just me, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I host Method Man Red, man, I know two things. They probably going to be smoking, so I'll probably get, like, a contact high. I don't smoke, but, you know, I ain't going to turn it down just because I don't smoke weed. I'll just wear some clothes that I don't mind getting weeded out, and I'll just take the secondhand smoke. But you best believe I'm going to be mining these artists for stories about the songs and, like, you know, their career, stuff like that that's interesting to the fans that are here for them. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but I'll probably be high as a kite when it's all over. Uh, I'm not a fan of getting high like that. So, you know, we'll see how that turns out. But I'll worry about that later. You know what I'm saying? Just just let me host versus Timberland. If you if you if you watching my uh if you listening to my podcast, man, let me host that thing, man. Let me host it. And I'll I i do not even talk like I do in the comment section. I don't even talk that much in, in person. I'm talking on the podcast because I have to. I talk in the comment section because, you know. You're supposed to talk in the comment section. But let me get that gig, man. Pull me up, man. Pull me up. What else is going on? What else happened this week? Uh, that was pretty much it. The verses is the talk of the town. You know what I'm saying? The uh, the George Floyd. It's not even the George Floyd trial. It's the, what's his name? Chauvin or whatever. It's, it's the murder of George Floyd. This dude better not get off scot-free, man. Hell no. I ain't with it, man. Come on, man. I don't want to hear none of that. Whenever you put a knee on somebody's neck that's cuffed, all bets are off. All bets are off. I don't want to hear nothing about nothing, man. This dude needs to be in jail straight up and down. Oh, DMX. How can I forget that? DMX. He's not doing good, y'all. And I'm honestly, I'm scared that this is it. When people are in a vegetative state, that's hard to recover from, y'all. And I, I'm really scared that this is it. No, he had a heart attack, I think. Yeah. I'm scared this is it, y'all. 
Like I'm really, I really had that that bad feeling about that. And it's like, you know, he's only 50. It's um, it's tough, man. It's DMX. DMX, man. You know, you know, my uh, intro to DMX is this. It was actually on a Mike Geronimo song called Time to Build. My intro to DMX is a song called Time to Build. A lot of y'all may, have, may, may not remember Mike Geronimo, rapper from Queens, New York. He had a song called Master IC and Keep It Real. And this is like 95, 94, 95, right? And uh, I was a big fan of uh, Master IC. I was a big fan of that song. And so I was like trying to get the album. And, you know, he was rocking with Irv Gotti and them then. You know, I didn't know who Irv Gotti was at that time. And they were also they were also connected with this crew called the Cash Money Click. Cash Money Click consisted of t- three rappers, and one of those rappers was Ja Rule. So I remember uh they had a song called Something for My Click and uh Get the Money. Get the money. Get no, get the fortune. That was the name of the song. Get the fortune, motherfuck the fame, maintain, but never something like that. Anyway, so it was Ja Rule then. I was like, yo, I like I like this this Cash Money click, but they never released uh, a fully for. I think they shelved that album. It was like super hard to find. I was never able to get it, but I got Mike Geronimo's album. But anyway, when I bought the single on the on the B side, it was a song called Time to Build. It was Mike Geronimo. Jay-Z, Ja Rule, and DMX on one track. Let me let me let me break that down for y'all again. It was a Mike Geronimo song called Time to Build, featuring Jay-Z, Ja Rule, and DMX in 95, y'all. Reasonable Doubt came out in 96. These cats were on the same track in 95. And I was like, and I love that track. And, you know, at that time, I didn't know Jay-Z. I didn't know Ja Rule. I didn't know DMX. I just liked the track. I was like, yo, it was a dope posse cut. Who would have ever thought those three right there that, that were on the Mike Geronimo track would become superstars in the game? You know what I mean? Who would have thought? Who saw that coming? All on one track. And that's why Irv Gotti was going to put together The Murderers, which was going to be DMX, Ja Rule, and Jay-Z for an album. It never came to fruition, but that was the plan. They even did a a magazine album cover. It was The Murderers. They did a photo shoot together, those three. And that would have been a dope album, man. Jay-Z, Ja Rule, and DMX for a full album? Let's get it. Cue it up. So then... um, DMX came out with, uh, what was the first song from uh, Dark and Hell is that? Uh, why can't I think of the name? Get at me, dog. Get at me, dog. Black and white video, concert footage of just DMX rapping in the tunnel in New York. Just a gritty video, no, no flashiness, no style. No pretty ladies walking in slow motion. It was just raw hip-hop in its purest form. And the direction was 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 gritty. It was visceral, man. It was like an Irv Gotti direct joint. And it was like, where my dogs at? 
And then it's just, what must I go through to show you shit is real? And I was just like, yo, this is dope right here. I'm, and I, I didn't I didn't put two and two together that that was the dude from the It's Time to Build track with Mike Geronimo years before. I didn't put the two and two together right then. My math, I told you I got beef with math. The two and two together wasn't, I wasn't getting there. I was like, oh, man. I was like, I like this. I like this. Get at me, dog, was right. I bought It's Dark and Hell is Hot the day it came out. I was like, let me get this track right here. Let me let me go on ahead and pull up on it. And I bought the album. You know what I'm saying? Rough Rider Anthem was on there. Uh, Damien. You know what I mean? Stop Being Greedy. What These Bitches Want. What was, what was it? How's, how's it going down? That's my favorite DMX album to this day is his debut is Dark and Hell is Hot. That's my favorite DMX album. That's my favorite one. I remember uh, my boy Andre, shout out to Andre. He had a Jeep, and we were in New Mexico State when that album came out. So we, we, we was bumping that album, man. We was rotating the hell out of that album in the Jeep. Somebody stole his stereo in his Jeep, and my DMX CD was in there. I was devastated. You know what I'm saying? Andre was devastated because, you know, his music was snatched up out of his whip. I was like, yo, but but my album. I mean, no, no. Of course I feel bad for the for the theft. Oh, your precious CD player. But but my album. Cause I was in college, man. I couldn't afford to, to re-up. I couldn't afford that re-up. So it's dark and hell is hot. Comes out, goes triple platinum. You know what I'm saying? Immediately, immediately we took the DMX. Immediately. In, in, in less than a year, he drops another album, Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood. Crazy. Goes gold in one week. It's got slipping on there. Goes gold in one week. Album cover was crazy. He was covered in blood. You know what I'm saying? Comes out with his third album. And then there was X. Sells even more than the previous albums. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, this dude out here killing. DMX was the guy. DMX was that dude. Oh, that slipping song was everything. In the meantime, he had the he had the movie with Nas called Belly, a guilty pleasure, a guilty classic, if you will. A very flawed movie, but we love it nonetheless. And he come out with the Great Depression album and the Grand Champ. His first five albums all debuted at number one on the Billboard charts. First five. All debuted at number one. Then he's in Romeo Must Die. He's in Exit Wounds. He's acting. You know what I'm saying? But he he's always had those demons of, of, of drugs plaguing him. Drugs and, like, just a dark life. He's, he's lived a dark life, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like... He was a stick-up kid. He used to rob people for real. Even his story about how he got introduced to drugs was was a tra- although a tragic one. Even that's rooted in crime and treachery. Like he was talking to Talib Kweli, and he was just like, "Yo, man, I got introduced to crack from somebody I looked up to as a brother, and they laced my they laced my blunt with crack." And ever since then, you know, but while he was doing that, he was counting the money from a robbery. 
So it was just like, man, dog, you know, it, the, the deck was stacked against him. He was 14. So it's just like, man, so he's always battled these demons, man. And that's that's why he gets emotional and prayerful, and like, he's been through a lot. And I've always appreciated that about DMX, that he can open his soul up so well. He's not perfect. He's flawed. You know what I'm saying? But within that, you know, he's always opened himself up to us. And so many people are trapped in the darkness, too, and going through things on their own. And that's why people connected to DMX. It was like, that's why he was, DMX is one of the, the most special hip-hop artists to ever exist, in my opinion. The way he hit the scene and just took off like crazy, that's rare. And the audiences immediately connected and cling to him because of that. It was like, yo, I can feel this pain. I can feel this darkness. I can feel this aggression. And a lot of people connected with that, man. So it's like, man, I hope I hope to God he pulls through. But it's, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough for that man. DMX, man. That dude's a legend. Appreciate his existence. Shout out to his uh, cameo in Top 5 and all that good stuff, man. My prayers go to his family and his children, all that. I'm wishing... I'm wishing for the best for him, but man, I, I'm worried though. I'm worried. Vegetative state. Whew, that ain't nothing nice, man. That ain't nothing nice, y'all. Anyway, uh, I want to know y'all favorite uh, in the comment section. I want to know your favorite DMX album and your favorite DMX song. When I posted that on my Instagram, this one dude came in. I don't want to be all fake. You know, I ain't really listening to DMX like that, so I don't want to be fake and pick a song. I was like, well, you could have just scrolled past. You could have just not said nothing. If I post something about being a fan of somebody and, like, you know, we just celebrating the person, if you ain't got nothing to contribute, scroll past. You know what I'm saying? That's fine not being a fan. You ain't got to be a fan, but just scroll past. Why contribute? You, you're bringing nothing to the table. We in here celebrating. We like, man, what's your favorite song? You're like, I, ain't really, I don't listen to them like that. Well, you could have just scrolled past. I didn't walk up to you individually and ask you personally, yo, what's your favorite DMX song? He's like, I don't really know them like that. You know, then cool. But if it's a public post, and you don't connect. Like if somebody asks me my favorite Garth Brooks song, what's my favorite Garth Brooks album? I'm scrolling past. I got nothing for you. I might be able to give you a song, but I ain't, I ain't got no album of rope in the wind. You know what I mean? I ain't coming with no Garth Brooks song album. I don't be listening to him like that. Brooks and Dunn. What's your favorite Brooks and Dunn album, Tony. And then I'll be like, I don't want to be all fake up in here talking about Brooks and Dunn. So I ain't really, I don't really know the music like that. I'm just in the comment section just trying to stand out and show you that I'm different by not knowing a Brooks and Dunn album on a Brooks and Dunn post. People just be silly, man. Shut your ass. Scroll past. Scroll past. It's so easy. Y'all know how much I scroll past on the daily, man? The scroll past is epic. 
I'll be epically scro- scrolling past. That could that could be my nickname, scroll past. Hey, what's up, scroll past? Hey, man, just out here scrolling past. <laughs> you know me. Just out here scrolling past, you know what I'm saying? Hey, man, I scrolled past this one dude the other day, man. Scroll, scroll right on past. Call me scroll past, man. You know what I'm talking about? Squirrel pass. <laughs> scroll pass, man. Be about that life. You ain't got nothing to contribute. Scroll pass. But I don't want y'all to scroll pass on these tickets to Tony Bacon friends, man. Tap into that. Scroll. Click the link in my bio. Get your ticket right there. It's at the top. You ain't even got to scroll. Once you click the link on the bio, you ain't got to scroll no more. Tap into that, man. Tony Baker and Friends, April 9th. It's a live comedy show on stage, small audience. You can buy your ticket virtually and see the show live. $15, man. Get into that, man. Come on. Pull up. Tony Baker and Friends got a great lineup. G. King, Boogie B, Ray Grady, uh, Tequita Love. And we got Dave Hellum, man. I want y'all to pull up to that, man. It's going to be a good time. Thank you, Afro, for putting the link in the in the chat. Um, I want to thank y'all for tuning in to another session. Um, don't forget, uh, let me know what your favorite DMX album and song is in the comments section. Um, also, tell me what you thought of the versus battle. Uh, let me know in the comments section. Uh, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And I want to thank y'all for tuning in to another session of that Verbal Guardian.